Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Talk Philly Sports with Matty B. I am your host, Matt Benarchek. It is Thursday, November the 11th, 2021. Happy Veterans Day, everybody. And as I said, happy Veterans Day to all former, current, active, reserve, National Guard, ROTC, JROTC, whatever, whatever branch of the military or facet of the military that you currently hail from or hail, <coughs> hail from or hailed. Uh, I want to extend my personal happy Veterans Day to you for all the sacrifices for those of us uh, in uniform, past and present, that have made in the service to our nation. I, of course, am a very proud veteran. Uh, I served 30 years in the military, uh, 30 years in the Army, actually. I retired about, oh, going on two years now, a year and a half ago. And very proud of today. Today is a very special day for those of us who wear the uniform or have, have worn the uniform. So it is definitely, definitely... A happy Veterans Day. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Week 10 NFL table setting episode of Talking Philly Sports with Matty B. And I'm a little bit under the weather tonight. Uh, I got hit with something. You know where uh, you know when you you, you you can feel it, right? Like growing up, there was there's a certain like feeling you get when you know you're getting sick and to me, it's always that tickle, that scratch in the back of your throat. When you get that, you kind of know, uh-oh, something's a coming. Well, I had that all day yesterday. I took some cough syrup to kind of either speed along the inevitable or potentially knock it out of me. Well, the latter happened, and the uh, inevitable did hit me, hit me this morning. I wouldn't say I've been kind of down and out, but I've been down. It's been been a very lethargic kind of day for me i've been been taking it easy napping all day um no appetite though no i don't think it's covid i don't think it's covid but i'm feeling better tonight and but so much so that i'm here doing a podcast now i have been coming on a little later on these thursday shows because well typically it's life today it was today was life but today was laziness more because i was i was not feeling well but better late than never i'm here we're talking the Haps and Philly sports, and we're going to get you guys set for Week 10 in the NFL, which means, of course, Eagles-Broncos, Mile High Stadium, Denver, Colorado, Sunday afternoon on your local, I believe it's your Fox affiliate here in the Delaware Valley. So let's talk to Haps, right? Let's go on to the ice. The Philadelphia Flyers have had an interesting week uh, since the last time we spoke. A uh, a two and uh, or a one and one one on one week where they defeated the Washington Capitals on Saturday, and dropped a very listless game last night to the Maple Leafs one three nothing. <clears throat> Here's the thing, and this is really uh, well actually. Then if you want to go back even further because we didn't talk during this, but they played the Penguins last Thursday evening. So basically, in a week, the Flyers have gone one one and one, not too um, impressive. 
now we, we already know the Flyers are, are, are kind of dealing with the early injury bug. They're dealing with injuries to Wade Allison, Ryan Ellis, and Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes and Ryan Ellis are very close to returning to the lineup. Both of them probably should be back by next weekend at the very latest, which is definitely something positive that this team can look, look forward to. The offense for this team has kind of gone south a little bit. They're averaging about a goal a game. Uh, they're getting really good goaltending. They're just not getting enough offense, and it's showing. Their defensive play has been average. It's been average. Risto and Sanheim have played better this week. They're, they're not anywhere where I think they need to be, but they're, they're better. And the Flyers are dealing with some, as I said, they're dealing with some injury issues. The schedule, thankfully, for the Flyers early in the season has been very kind. They haven't had to deal with uh, too many back-to-back games, a lot of time in between games, a lot of time in between games to get their players healthy and to get to where they need to be. So 6-3-2 and two in the current status or current state of the Flyers is definitely something I can accept. And 6-3-2 and two is something I can definitely get behind. And what's become a very, 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 very talented NHL so far this season. If you look around the league, it, it, it's been amazing, the um, the parity. You know, the traditional bad teams are – everyone's like double-digit points. Everybody's playing decent hockey. I mean, the Canadians are struggling a little bit, and so are the Coyotes. But for the most part, every other team, it's like they're all like in the teens right now with points. That's a good thing to see, especially after this, you know, this very first season back from COVID. So the Flyers are going to be uh, be tested uh, over the next week. The next time we talk, the Flyers will play four games or three games, and they'll be playing their fourth game that night against some very interesting opponents. Tomorrow night in Carolina, then on Saturday in Dallas. They come back home on Tuesday against Calgary and then home on Thursday against the Lightning. So a very interesting four-game stretch coming up for the Flyers. As I said, at the very least bit, Ryan Ellis and Kevin Hayes, both of them should be back in the lineup. I know they're the next weekend. I believe they're looking at uh, Ryan Ellis as early as Saturday and then Kevin Hayes right after that. So just in the nick of time, I guess, I guess you can call it for the Fly Guys as they get ready to start a very pivotal stretch of games over the next week. As far as your baseball team, well, we are kind of muddling through. There's nothing really happening right now on the front of Major League Baseball. Where they're just kind of doing some of the housekeeping for the 21 season. It's award season in Major League Baseball. And your Phillies are being identified and are being recognized for their seasons. Bryce Harper wins the 2021 uh, Silver Slugger and his second Hank Aaron Award. Now, I don't know. <coughs> I don't know how that that correlates to a potential MVP. I don't know if that's like the Emmys or the Golden Globe leading into the Oscars. I, I don't know how any of that works. But Bryce Harper is a legitimate MVP candidate. And by winning the Silver Slugger and his second Hank Aaron Award, I guess baseball thinks that way too. I honestly didn't see it from him. I mean, he had a horrible first half. He did have a very good second half. But MVP level? Maybe I look at maybe the MVP thing is is uh, I don't know maybe it's uh, maybe it's different now <laughs> uh, m- maybe it's not the way it used to be back in the day I, I don't know but 
Good luck, Bryce Harper. And Zach Wheeler, of course, has been thrown in the mix, too, for a potential Cy Young award. And on the personnel side, uh, as we mentioned last week, the Phillies claimed to exercise the options on Dougal Herrera and Andrew McCutcheon, but they did claim Ryan Sheriff off waivers. He's a left-handed pitcher. They claimed him off waivers from Tampa. It'll just be probably another bullpen arm for them uh, for for competition this spring. Uh, And um, Ani Kilbani has been named the assistant general manager from the, uh, he comes from us from the Tampa Bay Rays and their system, definitely part of what might be one of the best farm systems in all baseball, (laughs) the Tampa Bay Rays. So I guess we're doing what we got to do. I don't want to get too, I I told you, I do have a a big show lined up here coming up in about a month and we're going to deep dive the Phillies. We're going to get into all the, all the, what was, what will be, and what could have been about the Phillies here in about a month as I will have a special guest on, but this is always the way it is. And I I spoke about it during the season. We we get a little separation, we get a little time from the season and we, we begin to forget. We begin to forget how frustrating this team was to watch this year. We begin to forget how mind-numbingly frustrating this team was to watch. And we start saying, you know what? I think we can win with Eric Baum as our third baseman or Reese Hoskins as our first baseman. We start thinking that. And before we know it, we're back into another situation like we were this past season, bitching and moaning about how we don't have any depth or decent hitters. Now, Dave Dombrowski, going back to his <coughs> sorry presser availability at the end of the season, Pretty adamant about where his uh, his needs of this team believe. Um, if you listen to the presser, which I did a couple times, it seems like the Phillies are all in on Eric Bomber coming back next year as their third baseman. I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. Time will tell. Sounds like they're also all in on Bryson Stott and D.D. kind of platooning at shortstop this year. Don't know if that's great, but it's a start. What Dave Dombrowski seems to be also all in on is a closer a valid leadoff man and another power bat to go along with Harper and real Moto and Hoskins. So the way I understand it, it looks like we're going to go looking for help outside with our closer, our center fielder and our left fielder. As far as everything else, you know, we'll see. There's just so much to talk about when it comes to the up in the airness of a few Phillies that we think we need to rely on in 2022. And we'll get into that with my special guest later on in December as we deep dive the Phillies, as promised. I always deep dive the Phillies, right, man? I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't forget about them. I miss baseball. Baseball season was fun. It was. It was very fun. But we're not in baseball season. That's right. We are in football season. Week 10, folks. Good night, nurse. Week 10 of the National Football League. Is actually going on as we speak. Baltimore is playing Miami right now. I have not seen the game. I have not watched the game. I don't know anything about what's happening in the game. I have my pick, which I will give to you here in a minute. But Baltimore and Miami are kicking off week 10. For those of you at home keeping score, that means we only have eight weeks left before the majority of the teams in the NFL will call it a season. And I believe our Philadelphia Eagles will be, will be one of those teams. <laughs> but more about that later. Week 10 of the National Football League, and it's a uh, we're getting a little lighter uh, on the games every week as we get really into the bulk of the bye weeks as teams are starting to get regular bye weeks. Uh, the Eagle bye week, of course, is coming up here in the next three weeks. I believe they have, they have their bye week in week, what, 11, 
week 13, I think, is their bye week. I think I'm pretty much pretty sure about that. <laughs> or week 14. Week 13 or 14, I think it is. So tonight, though, we, or this week, we got, we got a full slate. Uh, let's get into these games right off. Right, let's just kind of, I'm sorry, let, let's, yeah, let's go back here because I definitely have to. I had a god-awful dreadful week. I had one of the worst weeks of picking games that I've had as an adult. <coughs> sorry. <clears throat> Again, I'm under the weather. I was 4-10 last week picking games. 4-10. God-awful. It was a weird week in the NFL in Week 9. A lot of upsets in Week 9. Four and ten, that which brings me to a healthy eighty-two and fifty-five for the season. But boy, I cannot have another four and ten. I need to come off. I need to have come out and have a big week. And let's get started with my big week picks. As mentioned, Baltimore, Miami. I'm liking Baltimore again. I have no idea what's happening in the game right now. The game is still going on. You gotta trust my integrity. Atlanta, Dallas. I gotta go with Dallas. Which hurt, it hurts and kills me to say that. New Orleans at Tennessee. Listen, let's face it, folks. I got it. They pulled off the victory. The Titans did against the Rams. They are just not the same team without Derrick Henry. I'm going with the Saints. Jacksonville at Indy. I'm going to go with Jacksonville based purely on the fact that I want Indy to lose so I get a higher draft pick. So I don't actually think Jacksonville is going to beat Indy, but I need them to beat Indy. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Cleveland at New England. Really kind of a toss-up game here. I'm going to go with New England. Buffalo at the Jets. Come on, really. Buffalo. Detroit at Pittsburgh. Come on, really. Pittsburgh. Tampa at the football team going with Tampa. Uh, Carolina at Arizona. Let's go with the Cardinals. Minnesota at the Chargers. I'm going to go with Chargers. Seattle at Green Bay. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Kansas City at the Raiders. Give me the Chiefs and the Rams against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. I like the Rams. Which, of course, leads me to my to our game of this week, the Birds versus the Broncos in Mile High. I don't know if they still call it that. Well, it's in Denver. Uh, what will this game be? Well, this game will be, I don't know. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. And hopefully, well, more than hopefully, definitely here in about two days, my main man, Kyle Quinn, and I will sit down and we will break down this game and we will talk X's and O's. We'll also talk X's and O's about the Chargers and we will break down the Bronco game. Teddy Bridgewater versus Jalen Hurts. And really, if you look at it and you kind of looked across the line of scrimmages of these teams, it's a pretty even match. It really typically, it really is. There's a, there's a slight, I think, obvious tilt towards the Broncos against um, their offense against our secondary. But other than that, I think it's a pretty even match. This should be a very back and forth type of game. A game, as I said last week, you know, Good teams find a way to win those back-and-forth games. Good teams find ways to get stops in those back-and-forth games. And we saw what the Eagles were last week, right? Whether or not they're, they're the same team this week remains to be seen. But we'll get more into that next week or in a couple of days when Kyle Quinn joins me and we will cut that thing up. Let's talk now. I want to talk about two other things. I want, I want to talk about Jalen Hurts. And then I want to get on and talk about a little bit about Aaron Rodgers because I know he's been under a lot of pressure this week. But Jalen Hurts. So in the news, if you if you listen to the news, if you're in the Philadelphia area or if you're even – I mean, the way it is now, you don't have to be. But if you listen to Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio or if you go on Twitter – and I do it – I go on Twitter purely for the sports. I don't, I don't mess around with that political nonsense and all the – just the crap that's out there. But 
there's a lot of talk about, you know, Jalen Hurts and this stat, Jalen Hurts and that stat. And me and Kyle kind of talked about it a little bit last week uh, about how don't don't be throwing stats out or the week before last. Don't be throwing stats out about Jalen Hurts in his season because it's kind of skewed. Jalen has been playing with a team in, in a lot of different kooky situations, right? So what I did was I went back and I looked at all 13 of Jalen Hurts' starts so far as an Eagle. Now, within those 13 starts, five of them games had considerable garbage time, and I'm doing the air quote thing, attached to them, meaning that the Eagles were down big late or big like, you know, midway through third quarter or whatnot. And teams went into like a prevent mode. And Jalen was able to, you know, to build up some some um, some stats with his arm and his legs. Um, so I took those games out. Right, I took those five games that I considered considerable garbage time games, which left me with eight games to really kind of measure Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback. Right, I'm going to give you some numbers here. In those eight games, Jalen Hurts has attempted 239 passes, and he's completed 143 of them for 1,764 yards, nine touchdowns, and three interceptions. On the ground, he attempted 81 rushing attempts for 545 yards, 6.7 yards per carry, and four touchdowns. And he's got a record of 4-4 four and four in those eight games. Listen, when you look at that, and I just throw that out at you, and I don't give you the name of the quarterback or the team, I just say, hey, there's a quarterback here that this is his numbers over a span of eight games. What would you think in terms of his is – is he an NFL quarterback? I, I, I maintain that Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback. He is. And, and, and I reluctantly have said that. I don't necessarily like the type of quarterback he is. But I think if he had the right coach and if he had the right system, I'm not even going to say weapons because I think they have adequate enough weapons on offense. But if he had a coach that was able to actually use those weapons – and if he had a system that was more designed towards Jalen Hurts and not towards the coach, then I think Jalen Hurts would be pretty good. So moving forward into 2022, and I know we got still eight, nine games left, and there's going to be a lot more to be said about Jalen. There's going to be a lot more to be written about him. But as we've looked at this team and we, we've evaluated this team kind of up and down the roster week after week after week, and we have seen this is a very flawed roster. We have a defense that's pitiful. We have a defensive scheme that's pitiful and a defensive coordinator that's a joke. You add all that up, throw it in a pot, mix it up, and you got what you got. So I think heading into this offseason that we take another year with Jalen Hurts. Because let's face it, quarterback is a position on his team that right now is being filled adequately. Is he the franchise's next face? Maybe not. Or maybe he is. I don't think, I don't know. But I think he's definitely deserved another shot next year because of just the amount of holes that are on this team that need to be filled and the immense amount of draft capital that we're going to have to fix those holes next offseason. A lot of things still have to go right for us to be back in this thing next year, not only through the drafting process, but through Jeff Lurie's coming to his senses, so to speak, and getting rid of both the criminal Howie Roseman and the clown Nick Sirianni. 
And if we can do that, and if, if Jeffrey sets the table like that heading into the offseason, I think we definitely have a lot to be very, very, very excited about in Philadelphia. But if we don't, and the criminal Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni are allowed to continue on, folks, we're heading to an Eagle Ice Age, and there's no way we're going to stop it until those two are gone. At least Howie's gone. But getting back to Jalen, I really believe that he has done an adequate job. He is an NFL quarterback. Is he the, a franchise quarterback and someone you, you hitch your wagon to for the next 10 years? I'm going to say no right now, but I don't think we know what Jalen Hurts is yet. I don't think we've seen everything Jalen Hurts can be as a quarterback. And I don't think that that's going to be possible under this current regime with the Eagles. So hopefully they make a coaching change, and hopefully that coach next season gets to actually coach Jalen Hurts, and we can get a better idea. And he's a cheaper option. He's under contract for the next two years. You might as well. You might as well. When you have so many other holes on this team, you might as well go with that. All right, that's going to lead me to Aaron Rodgers. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers over the last week. Last week, he was placed on the COVID-19 list, and... You know, that was kind of like a shocker because he said he was vaccinated. And, you know, whenever whenever a vaccinated player gets COVID, it gets a little bit, you know, sketchy, whatnot. But then about a couple of days after he was placed on the injured list, he came out and he said, you know what? I, I was lying. I, I was never vaccinated. So. <clears throat> so here I am on, on, on the COVID-19 list because I lied about my vaccination status. Now, obviously, when you look at this. It's wrong on so many different levels. I'm not going to get into a political discussion about vaccines. I'm not. Because this country is so whacked that we actually are going to put inside of a political arena, you know, human health and welfare. Okay. The bottom line is if you are in a situation where if you decide not to do something that your employer tells you to do, which are the Green Bay Packers and the NFL. And the mandate was if you're not vaccinated, you had to wear a mask whenever you're around the team, you're, you're, you know, on the sideline or you're, on the, you know, talking on the mic, you had to wear a mask. Aaron Rodgers, of course, didn't do any of that because he was allegedly vaccinated. He said he was, but he wasn't. And don't tell me they didn't know that he was. I want to know, did he have a phony card? Did he, did he tell his coach and they just agreed with him? Listen, I was a big fan of Aaron Rodgers heading into the season. I don't know what's happened to the guy. But he's really losing a lot of cash with me. Cash in, but he's losing a lot with me. I don't care what your politics are. But you you put yourself and your team at risk. Now, I got it. Everyone, everyone's at risk equally, if you ask me. Mask or no mask. But you are at a higher risk if you're not vaccinated. And he, he wasn't following the COVID protocols. They find him. Um, I don't know the exact amount, but that's all they did. They didn't make the Packers forfeit a draft pick. They didn't suspend them. No, they flip and find them. The coward Roger Goodell find him for putting the entire Green Bay Packers and everybody that Aaron Rodgers pretty much <coughs> came in contact with at risk. Again, I don't care what your politics are. All right? I don't care. Um... You're being paid big money by by an employer to do what you're supposed to do. 
you had an option. Go get vaccinated. Don't wear the mask. Get vac- Don't get vaccinated. Wear the mask. Very simple. If you don't want to, you know, then if you don't want to follow the employees, employer's rules, then yeah, you can go home then. You don't get paid. I mean, that's as simple as that. I'm sorry. Really as simple as that. So I was a huge Aaron Rodgers fan, and I'm losing a lot of a lot of faith in him, and I'm just losing a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers. I really am. Depending on, I, I, I don't care about your politics. You know, grow up, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, folks, that is going to do it for me on this sleepy Thursday night here on Delaware Valley. I'm going to come back at you here on Saturday with the Eagle pregame show as we get ready for Eagles Broncos in the Mile High City. Until then, guys, take care.